You're listening to DraftKings Network. Who are these guys? It's my theme music. Every good hero should have some. This is an institution of learning, ladies and gentlemen. If you can't control it, how can you teach? Discipline is not the enemy of enthusiasm. Today, we talk Zion lady problems, baby Gronk, and the best journeyman or woman of all time. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Journeyman, brought to you by the good folks at the DraftKings Network and Metal Arc Media. I'm your host, Andrew Hawkins, seven-year NFL veteran, uh, one-time tech founder, also was an honorable mention all-area point guard back in the day, uh, which is significant uh, for, for my co-host today, Sid Colson, who... Won a women's college basketball national championship. She won a WNBA championship. She was a draft pick. She's a 10-plus year professional vet. And she also only one time mistook Danny Trejo for <laughs> Carlos Santana. That was just a one-time mix-up on her resume that we should share on Instagram because it might be the funniest thing I've ever seen. Sid, what's up? Welcome. You're sick. Am I sick? Why would you bring that up? Because it's ridiculous. And I hope Danny Trejo for forever roots against every team you play for or that you love. I was like, am I racist? You walked up to Danny, for the audience, Sid walked up to Danny Trejo and started singing Carlos Santana songs. It was, it's as embarrassing watching it as it sounds coming out of my mouth. It's a good thing. Like I don't have pride or anything because I don't get embarrassed by things. But afterwards I was like, and I wasn't drunk. I wasn't anything. I was sober. Sober-minded and just just terrible. So you're no, a but Vegas congrats, right though. You mentioned being an all-area point guard. You thought yes. that was significant to me, you said? That is significant. Not even thought. It Not should to- be. I, it was. <laughs> Not, but congrats. <laughs> thank you. It was a big deal. I didn't play my senior year because I wanted to focus on football is the story I tell yeah. everybody. Um, Dang. We don't even know where you could have gone. Then, for yeah, real. Who knows where I could end up? You know what's funny? How tall are you, Sid? Five, seven and a half. So we the same height. So you know what I'm saying? That's a good thing. <laughs> but you're you're a guy. I'm <laughs> tall. I think we're getting too detailed, and I don't think that matters in the context of this conversation. So I, I'm in New York right now recording. You're in Vegas. I'm in um, Vegas. Vegas is slowly becoming probably the center of sports. Do you do you feel that way? That like soon yeah. it's going to be like it for all the different sports leagues? No, I do. Um, you know, obviously, the NBA G League has been here for mm-hmm. a bit. Um, our, our championship last season was the first championship for a pro team. Yep. Um, and the Vegas Knights have been, like, consistently in the playoffs, like, doing well. I think there's a lot of excitement around sports here. Um, Mark Davis, our owner, obviously is the owner of the Raiders, too, like, is super – you know, serious about giving like our team everything that we need to be successful, to thrive. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like the fans have taken to us. Like, I just think that it's a good place for people to, you know, like people come here to vacation, do everything. Like, of course you're going to come here and support like an NBA team being here. Yeah, that's, that's well, next, right? The Oakland A's are flirting with coming there. Yeah. Uh, the, the NBA is coming there. Do you think yeah. that there's as many distractions there as it seems on the surface? We talked last week about right. the home field and home court and hometown advantages. Yeah, Vegas seems like it's really turned. That is like literally what the history of Vegas is. That's what it's known for. Yeah. Sin City, 
what happens here stays here. Is it as big of a distraction as people think on the outside with you being a Vegas athlete yourself? I feel like, I mean, I feel like it's person by person, you know, like, I think you probably don't have teammates or maybe you've been the teammate who like, if you want to get into something, you're going to find a way to get into something like Facts. whether there's a lot around or there's a little, like you're going to find a way to make something shape. So I don't know. Like, I think that there is, there is a lot. It can't be distracted. I think if you're younger, um, but I think like if you've been in it for a minute, like you know how to conduct yourself, like you know how to be good in any kind of, in any you know that, That's a perfect lead off because young players and distractions. That's what we're about to talk about. Cause this week, the big I I uh, topic <laughs> on Twitter, and I, I know you got some fire takes for me, Sid. Zion Williamson has been in the news. Let's say it like yeah. that. Who is also, I think him and John Moran were the same draft class, right? Same draft mm-hmm. class. We've been on the John Morant, you know, news watch for a while. And Zion Williamson was like, yo, don't forget about your boy. I'm out here too. And so Zion Williamson, uh, he revealed that he was going to be a father. Um, I, this, is, this is how I understand the story, Sid. He revealed he was going to be a father with a social media post. That was news to a couple of other young ladies who had no idea that he was supposedly in a committed relationship and also going to be a father. So they came out the word work. Those other ladies or one of them or both of them come from the adult um, film industry, typically known as porn stars. Let's, let's call it like that. Okay. So you got young Zion Williamson. I love you being so like PC. I'm trying it. to do the host thing, you know, and it's just a hard topic to get into that way. So I'm going to just be honest. Okay. He was dating a couple of porn stars. They were not happy about it. So he's been, his spot has been blown up. Yeah. As the story develops, Sid, what was your initial reactions here? There's a lot of judgment being passed. I just need to know what your take is. I'll say this, Hawk. I mean, it is triggering a little bit because I wasn't going to come out and say this, but I, too, am pregnant with Zion's baby. So this has all been a shock, <laughs> even to me. <laughs> this is a curve. I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable and sad. I'm not laughing because it's funny. <laughs> so now you're the third baby mama. So Okay, so yeah. you're too close to the situation to have an opinion. <laughs> no, but for real, this is wild. This is really wild. I think one, like the biggest thing I want to know, I just want to know, I'm always curious, how did these interactions come about? I want to know how y'all met, what the (laughs) initial conversation was. Was this on social media? Of course. Were you watching something on the computer? Of course. Finder, what was going on? Like, how did we get here? And how did you do this three times? Yeah, that's, that's the more concerning part. I think and if actually, Hawk, let's be real. It's probably more than three times, just three, three times that you have now been called out. And that's a good, that's a good point because uh, I believe her name was Mariah Mills, who I am not familiar with. Let me put that on the record. Yeah. This is the first time I'm ever hearing of Mariah Mills. But she said that she was getting $107,000 a month from Zion. I'm sorry. And, which, and, and my brain shouldn't have went here. But I kind of felt like if I'm making $107,000 a month, I'm going to shut up. That's just me. I can't speak <laughs> for everybody. Said. I just put myself in that situation. You ain't got nothing to worry about for me. Okay? At all. Just out. So to your point, it's three that came out. There has to be probably another three that is like, yeah, we're not messing up this bag. We're good. We're good <laughs> with the money. We're going to keep thing. it fun. Do your thing. That, I'm just, I guess I'm like, uh, Obviously, you said we talked about the John Morant situation before, but like with some of these dudes in these entourages, like obviously there are a lot of yes men, 
there needs to be, you need to be paying a couple people to be known. Like a couple people need to be able to tell you yeah. no on some stuff and you just got to eat it. Like you just got to take like, all right, I know that they, they're better decision makers than me. If they say yeah. no on this, Someone I got to take- be normal. Someone has to have you give you a normal perspective. But here's the thing. I, there's a lot of judgment being passed on Zion. I'm not saying it's, it's, it's wrong for the judgment. But he's mm-hmm. 22 years old, and I'm not giving him a pass either. So check me, Sid. If you think I'm giving him a pass. Oh, he's 22. I'll take back my uh, pregnancy joke. He's 22 years old. He has $200 million. And what it seems is like he got his money, and he was like, you know what? I'm about to fulfill every 14-year, 15-year-old fantasy I've ever had in my life. And I don't want to recreate it. I want the source. I want, I want the real thing. And as a 22-year-old with $200 million, I'm like, can I too much blame him is my question. I'm not saying I would do that. I'm just saying I could see how this happened. Yeah. Also at that age, I mean, like, you know, we all know guys, you all develop more slowly. We're stupid. You can say it. There's no, we're not. (laughs) So like the decision making is not going to be great. And then you throw in that amount of money. Yeah. I'm I'm probably not listening to the no man in my circle. Like I'm going to do, even if I even if I look like I'm gonna say I'm gonna take his advice, I'm gonna do what I want <laughs> behind that person's back. Absolutely, and you know, in in our rundown, the producer laid out. He said, "Is there more vets that should be a part of the NBA? Is that the problem? Is there no is there no leadership in locker rooms?" Then I look at a person like Sid Colson. I'm like, "Is that really the leadership that is going to help this situation? I don't know." <laughs> And then I look at another. Well, situation. I haven't gotten anybody. I haven't gotten anybody pregnant. True that, and that's nobody on my team has. That's a very good question. That's until I come out about the 107k <laughs> you've been giving me a month, Sid. But that's a that's a different topic. Paul Pierce would be Bro. considered a veteran in some of these locker rooms, correct? Bro, I don't know <laughs> I'm just about to tie the through line because if it's a veteran player in a locker room problem, Paul Pierce. <laughs> I'm a big, I'm a big fan. He's. Are you saying what? you're a proponent of Paul Pierce re-entering the NBA and just being a <laughs> locker room piece? I'm just saying, if Paul Pierce is in that locker room, does it help? There was a recent live that Paul Pierce did, um, and we also know about the Paul Pierce ESPN situation where he had strippers in the background. I tried to find the PC way of saying that I couldn't <laughs> yeah, recall. <please. laughs> I'm just, you know, dancers. Um, and then in the live as well, he talked about. He said the girl that he was with was someone. That he paid it for the date to the day. So my question is then, is it really a veteran problem or is it just a case by case? Because I don't think Paul Pierce helps Zion Williamson if he's in that locker room. I'm going to be honest with you, Sid. He absolutely doesn't. He absolutely doesn't. Want, that interview was so wildly unnecessary. Why didn't he just throw that out there unprovoked? <laughs> Kevin Garnett looked like he was trying to like stop him a little bit. Like, dog, stop talking. And he kept... <laughs> He kept adding on. Why do you keep talking? Why do you keep saying? And every time Kevin Garnett tried to stop him from talking about the 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 the, the date that he said he hired off of online was essentially yeah. what he said. He went even harder and gave more detail. Every time he saw him stop talking, he gave a little bit more detail. And so that just again, I'm just curious of what the veteran leadership yeah, is going to do. He would not help. But then I mean, you got somebody like they say. Udonis Haslam is a good locker room guy, but isn't Tyler Hero doing low-key the same stuff that Zion and them are doing? No, he, he got two. No, he, he got two. He does. I heard LaMelo Ball was dating uh, a porn star as well at one point, and we know Jimmy Garoppolo 
on the it's not it's not even just basketball because I don't want to throw <laughs> your sport under the bus. Our star quarterback, your quarterback in Vegas, he was taking them out on dates too. And I, look, I, I guess what we probably need to go to is just to say, yo, everybody got their own prerogative. Let you know, ain't nobody getting hurt. Feelings maybe, but that's you know, it's not illegal to hurt feelings. Should porn stars be off limit for athletes? They need to just. I think you would have a lot less athletes motivated to make it to the top level if you made that rule. Imagine kids in neighborhoods are just no longer playing football yeah. anymore. There's no. Just going into tech, just just coders. Depression like skyrockets for like college athletes. Oh my like gosh, no longer inspired. This is this is ridiculous. All right, well there has to be some kind of fallout from here. This is what our stars. This is what they're going into. When we come back, we gotta we gotta dive into what what comes next. Zion comes next. <laughs> Zion always comes next. There's no way. He's gonna end up giving all that damn money away. Oh like, man, it's so like 107k a month. That ain't even good rates, brother. <laughs> That's <laughs> you playing. Why that number though, Hawk? That's a it's random number. It's not even rounded. It's not even rounded. That's a negotiated number. And if no one comes out and says, I'm gonna give you 107,000 a month. That started yeah. at fifty and hundred and fifty, <laughs> and that's where that's where it came to. Negotiated. That's wild. Even times twelve, even top for a year, that's still not a round number. <laughs> no, man. There was like travel thrown in there at the last minute. <laughs> like it wasn't. <laughs> There's DM and stuff like room and board. <laughs> yeah, it's like you didn't, you didn't account for inflation in the bay. So that's that's crazy. How did that's we get a multi-year contract? <laughs> like like there is this is a she's getting paid more than Canadian Football League players that's like so much specific. more that is so specific it's, well that's my background and it's it's my it's 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 my like litmus test of like is somebody doing well because I was not doing well when I played in the Canadian Football League said but you know what another good segue because oh. we're talking international players right I played overseas and Zion Williamson, who's been like one of the young faces of the NBA, as is John Morant, they're in hot water. But that begs a question because soon Curry's going to retire, KD's going to be gone, Chris Paul's going to be out, Braun's going to be gone. And if you look yeah. at the faces of the NBA, they're mostly international faces. You got Giannis, you got Joel Embiid, you got Joker, you got Luka, you got Wimby coming into the draft. Like, yeah. what did, do you have a perspective of if... Is USA basketball being washed out on the men's side? Because the women completely dominate basketball worldwide. Shoot, I mean, all those names you just th threw out, like, it would be hard to make a case that is not becoming like that. But, I mean, you do have a lot of good players, though, that are, I mean, you got Jason Tatum. Like, you got, I would have to stop and, like, think about the names. But I think there's still, there are a good amount of American players, obviously. Yeah. But they are working overseas. Like, they're. I think that we've seen, like, I think over the course of time, you've seen more progression in their game than mm -hmm. in ours. But I don't know if you, what, like, does that just mean we are we were already starting at a really high point? Like, our players were already really skilled and really gifted, so there wasn't a lot more room to grow? Yep. Like, I don't know if it means that, or are they just working harder? Yeah. Oh, man, I mean, I, I would hope it's not work harder. I don't know how it is for football, but I know in basketball, like when you have really good like NBA players, they usually go and they work with the young dudes from their cities or like with mm -hmm. young dudes that they know, you know, like they work out with them, train, help them. Like, I don't know. I'm guessing that's probably going on overseas too, though, now. 
Well, I feel I feel like, and again, I have no idea because I'm not an international basketball player, but I do feel like they're in those systems a lot earlier than we are they here, are. right? And they're I think, better. to your point, even the way that the basketball has been played, Luke has been playing professionally for years and years before he came over yeah. to the NBA. So that even that little bit of a acclimation period that it takes for you to discover, oh, I'm playing against other grown-ups oh, who have families to feed, yeah. they just don't have it as much. So, you know, I mean, I mean again, Zion... Job, there's so many incredible talents, Jason Tatum yep. and Edwards. You talked about it, but yep. it does start to feel like, and I know NBA and basketball itself is a global brand and it's really starting to expand. It does like we're still the leaders, I would say, but it does feel like the international markets up. are making cons considerable jumps at a very, very fast pace. That's true, they are, but I think you also got to look. These are like, uh, I'm not gonna say anomalies. But mm -hmm. they're like the best of the best to be coming out of like their countries or whatever. And there are a ton of Americans who are really good. Like True. they just happen to be like you might you're not going to get another Jokic for a very long time. You're not going to get another MB with that skill set for another for a long time. You you can get a not a little no. You're not going to get another LeBron, but like you'll have players who can come in and dominate a game and can have that kind of like physicality. You see that often in men's basketball. Like yeah. they can get big. They can you know, train with these guys, they can have like a killer mentality, but I just don't think overseas y'all are producing as many of them as frequently. Right. And that makes sense. Cause they can't get the Hawk version of the NBA player overseas. Like the guy who's just like, he's mid, you know what I mean? Like we got a bunch of mid here in the U S that the international teams are going to have a, they're going to have a hard time trying to reach that level of, of, of mediocrity. Right. And that's where you're right. We, we do still have a significant, lead there i am nervous for people like zion if this game does truly become international and you got zion being let loose all over the world it's gonna be you're gonna be putting up nick cannon numbers <laughs> say i'm wrong not. i'm not right zion's gonna code, like man. playing against one of his like son down the line doesn't even know that's his <laughs> kid like right this is this is these are movies in the making and i'm a big zion fan i know it sounds we're making jokes but it is a yeah. funny situation. And also, no, why would he come out with that? Knowing what he had going on, like, just keep everything on the low, right? It was, it's always better that way. Speaking of logistical travel, now, this isn't going to be a funny topic, but I did see a video of uh, Brittany sure, Griner. We can probably, the, <laughs> what? we can probably make it funny, though. Let's, let's see. Let's try. <laughs> probably. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean on you for this one because that's not the angle I'm trying to take. I'm talking about... Um, Brittany Griner in the airport, Heckler came with a video, you know, which broached the conversation again about travel in the WNBA. Again, you're a WNBA player, you yeah. know, and in the NFL, we have charter flights, right? They're not as cool as the NBA players. NBA players are on private flights, dope, yeah. tricked out, but it's a small amount. We have like a yeah. hundred players. So yeah. there are regular planes, but they're just chartered so that we are away from gen pop. Yeah, WNBA yeah. does not have that for all their travel. What is that process like? Like, what is the, are you guys at, like nervous when you're traveling for that reason? Not nervous, I think, because like you've been so used to it, mm -hmm. like for the entire time you've been in the league. My thing with that situation, or even before there, like we've been advocating for charter flights, like um, it still wasn't in this last CBA, obviously, like, mm -hmm. I think at this point the W is like using it as a negotiating tool for the next W for like the next CBA. They don't even want to give it right now 
So I think they're trying to like wiggle it in front of your face. Mm -hmm. Even though we know that there are a lot of owners in the league that would like to move to it. Like they're willing to put that money into their team. Like they want Mm -hmm. to treat this like a real professional situation. And then there's probably like half of the league where those owners don't, or people will like talk like they will, but behind closed doors, they're really not about doing that. And so for us, we're like, you know, not asking for like private flights, but like charter flights where, um, you know, you got to leave other seats open for like a few, a few seats so that, uh, like gym pop can buy seats. Mm -hmm. So then it's not considered a private flight. Like Mm -hmm. we don't really see what is the issue with doing that, like making that happen. Um, even one of my teammates was talking about like the possibility of when you get there, at least be able to just like drive up to the plane. Even if it's a regular plane, to be able to just make it to the plane without having to interact with a lot of people. And then when you land, to have a bus or a car that can just take you where you need to go once again without having to interact with people. Because, I mean, y'all knew BG was coming back. There's no reason that this shouldn't have been addressed. This was a strange circumstance that nobody has been through. And it was very political. It was it was racial like it was a lot of things Mm -hmm. that y'all should have known like all right even if the entire team isn't flying Brittany needs special accommodations like well to your point i I think i don't want to say this i mean there's silver lining in everything right so i think this does help in a sense of in any ownership you know cba from the players association in the league to your point everybody's looking for carrots and you said the perfect point that i didn't even think of is that this is clearly something that the players want but it's also something the owners want too because like you think that they want these kind of headlines and being, you know, talked about like they're mistreating their highest yeah. level athletes. Right. But in every negotiation, they'll use it as a carrot. Right. So they'll be like, oh, this is something we're giving you. And if we're yeah. giving it to you, you have to give us something back. Something. Whereas, yeah. honestly, it's a both sides benefit from this greatly. So oh, it's kind of ridiculous. And the more yeah. these uh, headlines and videos come out to your point, it probably helps push that ball down the field even even faster. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. Um, football side has something similar going on. Yeah. But in, in the same kind of care, it, it's not the same thing, but it, it is around the same topic of like well-being for athletes in their playing. Right now, yeah. this year, people will be able to play two Thursday night football games in a season in a flex schedule. So what that means is when Thursday night football games first came onto the scene, it was a big deal for players because we need the whole s- seven days to recover. Right. We're, We're getting hit. Yeah. Like I said, I'm I'm five seven. So me getting hit by, you know, six foot four, two hundred and eighty-five pound defensive linemen and linebackers, it takes a little while for those bruises to heal up. So on a Thursday night game, I have three less days to recover. And so it was a rule that every team only had one. As the years go on, we're adding games. They're adding more Thursday night games. And so there's a big question in in uh debate around like, is two Thursday night games too much? And it, it's my opinion. And it's very similar to the BG situation of like, if you have your highest level athletes, your job as a league should be to put them in the safest scenarios possible. And when I retired, I was 31 and there was no way I could recover like in five, in four days. And that's what happens when you get old. It's not that you lose your quickness. It's not that you lose your ability. Sydney, you notice you got it all. What you lose is your ability to recover as fast as you did when you were younger which consequently puts out a worse product if it's not done the right way. And then people say, you're too old, you can't play. Correct. 
it's wild to me because, well, I guess it's not wild because owners, the league, whatever, they're looking at what's going to make the most money. I guess what what is the, adding another Thursday night game, is this more, has it shown that like Thursday night games get better viewership? Or like, what's the reason even for adding another one? What's the benefit for the league? I, I think it's just a slice of the bologna. I mean, the, the league is in a, a great situation. And again, I... I am not one to, 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 to shoot down the league in any of their financial endeavors because they do that. They play that game really, really well. And we, as players, we benefit greatly from it. But that's it. If they, I mean, if you can eventually get to where there's a game every night, that means you could sell a game yeah. every night to a network for a crazy amount of money. And that does equal a bigger pie, which also goes into the players. But to your point, there's always that line of like, well, how much is too much and how much are we going to start to, you know, really take steps backwards from a safety perspective? Right, because if it's the difference in, like, I'm making X amount of money here, okay, maybe it's, like, a little bit more if we add a Thursday night game in, but also we substantially increase the risk of some players getting hurt. Because, like you're saying, like, it seems like there are more there are more veterans and older players on teams than there are young players, usually. Is that Yeah, usually. That I mean, and again, those are the people that probably care most. It's like anything, man. When you're, when you're young, you could be convinced – of anything and when you're older you understand a little bit more of what the repercussions of of certain yeah. things are and so the same way we kind of made a big deal about thursday night games after a while the young guys were just like oh this is just how it is and then they forget oh, about it true. that's typically yeah. how all the rules end up changing so it's like if you play thursday you might play saturday and then saturday and then you have another thursday and then turn around and have you so play but then something, there's also Monday night games, though, sometimes. There's Monday night games, right? People have Mondays. People have Thursdays. Like, around Christmas, you might have a Saturday game, which is the day earlier. That's typically not as big a deal. The biggest issue is you play Sunday, you have Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to recover before you're playing again. And that's tough, even for young guys on their bodies. But the same team can end up having Monday, Thursday, and Saturday in a league? like No, in, that would be ridiculous. I would okay. boycott that myself. Yeah, that, that that would not happen. That would. <laughs> I didn't mean like right in a row, but I mean throughout the course of the season. Yeah. That could... Yep. Yep. You could have a short. I, I'm trying to think. Was there? There may have been a situation where someone had a Monday night game and a Thursday game, which is crazy. Um, but yeah, that I mean, it happens. But again, when you're young, you don't know any better, which is the perfect segue into what we'll talk about after this quick break. Drop the bass, DJ. We're talking about young players, and there is a young player who has been trending the last couple of days in, in the sports world. His name is Baby Gronk. I actually don't know his real name because he's, he's patterned himself Baby Gronk, and I don't know if it's him. It's his father. His father has nicknamed him Baby Gronk, which is a genius marketing move. I got to give respect to that. He's a young, I think, fourth or fifth grade tight end. The reason why Baby Gronk has been trending is because Baby Gronk's father, who runs all of his social media accounts, is doing the thing where young athletes are at LSU, they're doing content, they're doing collaborations, he's DMing everyone trying to get the kid on the show saying he's the next Rob Gronkowski at such a young age. The backstory is his father said that he would have made it to the big times had he not tore his knee up. The good old Booby Miles Friday Night Light story um, that a lot of people do. And now it was a debate because they wrote an article about it in The Athletic uh, about how his father is saying he is reverse engineering the success that he thinks his son deserves. He's been thinking about this before Baby Gronk was born. He's had a plan laid out. 
They eat salmon and brown rice six days a week. He works out twice a day, every single day. He is a machine. He is built for this, Sid. And all the athletes on the internet are saying, this is the biggest recipe for disaster of all time. Your thoughts, Sid? Yeah, it's sick. It's sick. It's scary. Sick? Yeah. What makes it sick? Give me that. Like, bro, like, let this be, let him be a child. Like, you know, like a kid's body is still developing. Like, yep. I feel like you're messing with what's naturally occurring. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not in the medical field. I don't know if you could set something back yep. by trying to, you know, make him become what you think he should become. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I saw that he was like, he, he diets, eats clean salmon and rice. Um, mm -hmm. He's not a normal kid. And it's like, but he could be. But <laughs> you know the reason that he's not a normal kid, if you would just change a few things, <laughs> you could definitely have some normalcy. Like, there's no reason to be going this hard. Like, you ended up playing pros. I, I'm a professional basketball player, and I was never that. doing all that. Yeah, not necessary. And there, I, I don't, don't want to eat the same thing six times a week, anyways. That's not. That's not my even life good. good that's not that don't even work. That's not even good dieting, even if you are trying to right. be a great athlete. Right. I think you're spot on. This never works. I'm trying to think of a scenario where this kind of parenting has ever worked in sports. I don't think I can think of a single one. They typically just turn into documentaries, <laughs> which might be the win. And that's where I'm going to play devil's advocate, right? Because Will Compton of the Bustin' with the Boys podcast had a whole, like, monologue about how you know this guy kept jumping into his dms and it made him sick and went viral and i was agreeing with it the whole time i'm like yeah man this is messed up he's jumped into my dms you know i like the post that he sent me every once in a while just to show i'm like if it's really the kid show the kid some love i, I appreciate hard work yeah and then after a while i realized i mean the kid he's a kid so i don't want to be this guy but i'm gonna be honest at 10 years old he's not getting any touches if he's on my team i'm just going <laughs> to put that out there i was nice Sid. You know what I'm saying? You don't reach the NFL at 5'7 without that, you know, I, I got that thing on me. So what I'm saying is if I watched the film and I was like, yo, he's like that, it'd be different. He's a good, he good, he could really get really good. And I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just yeah. saying by the litmus test of me, a professional athlete at 10. It ain't it. I mean, it if, it was, if YouTube was off. around. Correct. My NIL deals would have been wild at 11 years old. That's Correct. what I'm saying. So yeah. where that got me was, well, is this so bad? Because if this is the peak of his athletic career, which it very well could be, is yeah. it so bad that they're trying to maximize that now? Because maybe in high school, he won't, it won't be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that the wrong way to think about it? I can see, uh, like, I can see where you're coming from. Even if the dad doesn't really believe that the son is that good, he's like, what can I get out of this, though? What can we do? But damn, it's just like, then you're just like using your kids. So then like, it's not really about, it's not even about the kid at this point. I wonder, like, it's just about the dad getting attention is what it's I guess. I is guess. What I, and I don't want to be a hypocrite. I've used my son for likes and views. I don't want to act like that's not a real yeah. thing. I do it uh, and I'm no shame about but, it. But likes and views versus are you changing the like schedule for your son's day, no. six days a week to no. like, prepare for a video no like he's no. doing everything no. you're right no that that's a where's that's a the fact. mom where's the mom no i don't that's a good question i have not looked the mom up maybe we could 
you know. I'm sick of these mothers not being present. You know what I'm saying? And this is the issue to make it full circle with Zion. No, I'm kidding. But Sid, what were you at what age did you know you were gonna be a professional basketball player? Like in your uh, mind. Everybody else might not have known, but you yourself was like, Oh, I'm I'm like that. What age was it? I feel like in middle school. Okay. So like seventh grade? Yeah. Probably about seventh grade because I was I was like being recruited by AM, like the school I ended up going to. In seventh grade you were getting recruited? Yeah. How does that like, happen? Get, get, like getting letters, you know, like back then they couldn't be like Damn. talking to me and stuff like that, but just sending like course, having correspondence with the university. And so I wish, I wish that was my reality. It was, yeah, it was like, June of my senior year and I was sending really? emails out to school. Really? <laughs> yes. But I knew I was like that. I just, nobody else knew. I was the only one for a very long time. But I also, I feel like for y'all too, like with men, they're, like y'all can have so many athletic, skilled, like a lot of things about a player where there are so many people. Like in in girls and women's basketball, usually like you see something, you can see something and know whether or not that can translate. Or like mm. I can see them improving. Like I just feel like it's harder for people to see y'all because there are so many. So yeah. you have to advocate for yourself sometimes. Yeah, no, that's 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 the truth. That makes your your story is crazy. That's yeah. crazy. I appreciate that. It sucked going through it, but I did know at an early age I was like that. I did yeah. feel that way in my heart, like, and like the sixth grade. Yeah, around and that I, time. You know, and I wonder, I wonder what the baby Gronk kid like. I wonder what his mindset is because around ten, like, I was knowing, like, I knew that I could play basketball. I wasn't like just super serious and gung ho about it. Like, I still did other things, and I was a mm -hmm. kid, but like. I knew like, okay, I'm playing with the boys and I'm able to do some things like, okay, yeah. you talking about knowing that you were like that, like becoming a pro too, like usually people have a certain mindset at a young mm -hmm. age, like you have a high level of confidence, even if you don't, you don't, may not act arrogant, do all that, but you are like, I'm kind of different. Yeah, that's a good point. And it does come down to what baby Gronk actually thinks. Is he doing yeah. this because his dad is telling him to, or right. is this like... Him being like, oh no, no, I'm 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 like that. This is just the tip of the iceberg. Correct. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, speaking of like that, Dame Dash is like that. Yeah. Right now he has been on this kind of, you know, very subtle campaign of like, yo, somebody come get your boy. And the question I have for you, Sid. Wait, 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 Dame, wait. Dame Dash trying to go to a new team. Oh, Lillard. Lillard. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Why did I say Dame Dash? <laughs> I was Dame like, Dollar. You like, wait a minute. Dame, no. Dame Dash is going to the league. <laughs> Damn, I said that 10 times. Not a single producer put a put a chat up. He didn't look over and say, hey, no, you're thinking of the uh, the Instagram video you watched this morning about business. Uh, Dame Dollar, my bad. Dame Dollar, Dame Lillard, looking for a new squad. Yeah. Do you think he waited too long to make this crusade? Because it was always the narrative of like, oh, no, I want to do it where I'm at. I want to do yeah. it the old school way. And now as time and time goes, it looks increasingly harder for him right. to bring a championship home. Do you think he waited too long to play the game that most NBA stars have been playing to date? No, like, I don't think so, honestly. Like, he's still nice. He's still like the, and I, I can, I can respect the way that he was going about it. Like, just like on the other hand, I don't really have a problem with the guys who wanted to go to teams to almost guarantee that you were going to win a championship because you're trying, you're forming like this super team or whatever. Like, I respect the athletes having a say in where they go and being able to move freely, but I also respect somebody staying where they are and trying to make it work. 
Um, and he just seems like the kind of dude that's like a loyal person in real mm -hmm. life. Like just, you know, they're not with all the extra. Um, yeah. And so he was trying to make it work. I think they didn't, I think there just wasn't enough around him consistently. Like sometimes people would be hurt. You know, it just wasn't working out. And I think maybe now, maybe he wants that ring and is seeing like, all right, ownership, y'all not, we not bringing enough here. Like, what are we doing? If y'all yeah. not serious about it, I didn't get, I didn't give you my all. And so now I might have to go give it to somebody else. So is that, is, is he, has, did he make that wrong decision? Cause he does seem like the loyal type and we all as NBA fans or fans of sports and even athletes, I think even athletes respect somebody who goes to a place and was like, yo, no, I'm going to, I'm going to put the time in to yeah. turn this place around, around my own abilities. Yeah. But at the same time, for whatever reason, we don't probably talk about him the same way we talk about other players. And he probably is just as good and he is just as clutch. Right. So did he make the wrong move? And I won't say it just so black and white like that, but if he did the, you know, hey, highest bidder whenever free agency comes, let's put something together and let's compete and make sure we're on yeah. TV and in Final Fours in the or in championships, yeah. would we think about Dame in a different way? Oh, I mean, if he had been with another team that had won a championship, like his name is going to be talked about in a different way than what he is now. Like mm -hmm. Portland just isn't a team. They're just not talked about like other market, teams. Yeah. Franchise just isn't discussed that way. Um, they're not on TV as much as some of the other teams. Mm -hmm. Like you see when Dame competes against these teams. I mean, dude has given teams 70, 60. Like he has terrorized some franchises consistently. Yeah you know, with not a lot of pieces around them and we're getting double teamed. With, if you can do that stuff when you don't have a lot of people around you and you're the guy and you're getting 70 when people are double teaming you at times or you don't have another superstar or two other superstars, like if you can do that, imagine what you're doing if you go link up with LeBron or you linked up with mm. KD, Kyrie. Like with certain people, it's like you would be obliterating this league. Obliterating. Yeah. You know what? Dame Lillard is the anti-journeywoman and journeyman, actually, now that I think about it. And when we come back, let's talk about the best journeywomen and journeymen in the sports today. All right, Dame is locked in. He has been locked in with the Portland Trailblazers for a very long time. And we said at the, the end of that segment that he is the anti-journeyman or journeywoman. Um, mm -hmm. And for everyone who doesn't know, the journey woman, the journey man is the people who just bounce around from team to team. You have long careers, but you kind of are like a, a gun for hire. You go to where it's needed, you fill in, and then you're on to the next. Like, yeah. to be honest, I've kind of, I'm a little institutionalized for my, 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 my professional sports career because even still, every three years, I just move. Like, there's no reason for it. I just can't be anywhere for more than three years at a time. And I just pick up my whole family and we go. My kids don't have any friends. They don't have any sense of community. And you don't, I, sound, I, you don't sound remorseful at all. I don't. It's the life that I chose. And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? But for a long time, Sid, players like you and I were looked at as like, oh, you're only a journey woman or a journeyman yeah. when you're not as good. Yeah. Which I have a question then. Because LeBron James who is arguably the greatest athlete of all time, the greatest NBA basketball player of all time, has bounced around from team to team, and we're already forecasting where his next team is going to be. Does LeBron James qualify as a journeyman athlete? 
This is monumental too. Before you answer, Sid, I want you to understand the implications here because this is literally redefining and changing everybody's perspective of what these kind of athletes are. And it could just mean a new frontier for people like you and I. So just no pressure. I just wanted you to Tread have lightly. that context. Tread lightly. Tread lightly. Got it. Um, I mean, yeah, I think he has to be considered that. Like, well, Cavs, Miami, LA. I mean, in winning rings and wait, in every place. Right. Winning a ring, it's like, by definition, I guess he still is one. But he, what he did is just unfathomable. I don't, I don't know that anybody else has won with three. We get killed for that, and we kill KD too for that because they bounce around. Now KD is right. a little different because he went to like a championship team, so I exactly. understand that version of the con- of the conversation. But yeah. it was like Michael Jordan was a bull forever. Kobe was a Laker forever. Mm-hmm. Even in the NFL, the you know most of the greats. You know, Tom Brady was a Patriot forever until they yeah. had to let him go. Brett Favre was a Packer until they let him go. It's always the team that has to let you go before you can move. And yeah. LeBron was like, nah, I'm I'm doing this. And I just feel like he is a journeyman, and he's probably the best journeyman of all time. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else actually categorizes him as that. I know, but I feel like you've got. I feel like you got to. And then they're saying, "What Robert Ory had four rings with three teams." I didn't even realize that LeBron See? got seven with three teams. Like that's crazy. But by definition, they they got to be considered journeymen. It's just what they did is unprecedented. Like you're not gonna see nobody else go and do that. I don't. That's- I don't. I don't even know if the like. And this goes back to the Dane point. I think the legacy player era is dead. I think even your biggest stars right now will leave the place they're at. Maybe not Jokic. Joker yeah. might be there forever. But yeah. <laughs> I feel like everybody else is going yeah. to go to the highest bidder. And maybe that's even a part of the international versus U.S.-born conversation. Because I feel like U.S. players are more likely to jump ship and go somewhere else. Yeah, I think so, too. But I think a lot of the international players, though, like we talked about, there is such anomalies that they're being catered to whatever franchise they're in, like the team is being Mm. built around them. So Mm. it's unlikely that they're going to leave because like this is a big time player, no matter where they're from, this is a huge player. So we want to center what we do around them and we're going to try it as long as we can. I mean, like Dame's situation, like they're there for eight plus years trying to see like, all right, can we win? Like, can we make something happen? But then even then, I don't know. I don't see I don't see some of these other guys leaving. I, mean, I agree with what you're saying. But you know what? Jeff Green, though, has been with a lot of teams. He is. He is a journeyman. He's like the, the prototypical journeyman. Again, he's not like, I mean, just, again, journeyman, by definition, I think for most people is like you're just not, you're not great, right? Like you're a solid player, so you bounce right. around. And again, you're the fourth, you're the fifth, you're the sixth, you're whatever. It's very, it's been uncommon for the top guy to be, the journeyman. the journeyman. So Jeff Green is more the Robert Ory style, right? Or the yeah. Andrew Hawkins or the Sid Colson. You know what yeah. I'm saying? That's just what the reality is. Whereas Jimmy Butler, he's a journeyman. He jumps around from team to team wherever he feels like. And when he's done with a spot, he'll start a fight and leave practice. Like, that's okay. But he is a journeyman. Is that, is that wrong? And that's okay. And that's okay. We got to create space for everyone, Sid. That's what all these conversations are from... The first segment to the last, we got to create space for baby Gronk, 
for Mariah Mills, for Jimmy Butler. Yeah. We got to create space for all these people. Yeah. You're not uh, wrong. Jimmy Butler is setting up a pop-up shop outside of the arena or has set up a pop-up shop outside the arena for his, his coffee brand. And I think they said the coffee is $20 a cup. Are you paying $20 a cup uh, for your teammates' coffee? Bro. Or are you, are you not a supportive friend I'm slash supporting teammate? You. I'm supporting you once. One, one, supporting one you time once. in support? To say that I did it. <laughs> I don't even drink coffee, but like say I was a coffee drinker. Uh-huh. Like, I'm going to support you once so that you know I you support down. you. <laughs> and that'll be the last time. Where, where does the line? Where do you draw the line? Do you post it? Do you buy the $20 <laughs> cup of coffee and post it on your social media? I, you know what? I don't even speak on it. I take a picture just you so they know it. I was in there. I bought it. I'm going to post that. I'm not going to speak on what the price was because I'm not trying to like dry hate okay. or like people from going. But I will I will never buy it again. <laughs> Unless this is just some kind of like premium coffee. Like I don't know about coffee. So I don't know if people pay like yeah. a certain amount of money for good coffee. You, I got a bodega coffee right now. So I don't know yeah. what the price was producer hooked me up but i can imagine it was not twenty dollars if you had to guess what is it like what is bodega coffee i would say yeah five dollars and even that's probably more than what you should be playing like five dollar coffee i'm cheap who is jimmy who is this market who is this (sighs) maybe it's all the crypto bros down in miami maybe he's like yo they they're all hopped up they gotta go they gotta work on tech all day and then hit club live later They'll a $20 pay cup of coffee is a big deal. It's just not me. And again, I don't think you're a bad teammate if you refuse to buy a $20 cup of coffee. I think it's ridiculous. And I'm not going to be supporting you if that's what you're into. Because you're just taking advantage of the people. You know what I'm saying? That's just what it is. Like, do you, you do a lot of comedy, Sid. Do you feel like your teammates don't support you sometimes? And your comedy uh, and your content? Yeah, I think they're haters. I, All of them. I, I throw out a ton of funny stuff. And I think it's like when you're funny constantly, they don't appreciate it. Yep. So when I die, though, they'll miss those laughs. You'll miss those laughs. And I don't want to see you posting R.I.P. Sid and just posting all the old videos you could have posted when I was alive to get my followers up. Exactly. Don't post those videos. Because if I die and I see that you posted that, I'm I'm reposting it. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, really? (laughs) Really? When I'm this is what we doing. That's what we doing. This is what we doing now. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm with you a thousand percent. Like, I'm weak. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm really dead at you right now. Well, that does it for this episode of Journeyman. I think that is a perfect note to end on. Uh, shout out to the DraftKings Network. Shout out to Metal Art Media. Uh, shout out to Sid Colson. I'm Andrew Hawkins. This has been Journeyman. Make sure you journey back next week. Until then, Sid has hoes in different area codes. <laughs> <laughs>